Welcome to Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. I'm your host, Leah. And I'm your host, Adicia. And this is a movie musical podcast where we watch a movie musical and then we talk about it. This week, we are tackling romance. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this week, more like this month. This is a month of romance, of of love, of, (laughs) you know, all of those wonderful things that make relationships of perfect strangers, you know, that stuff. Um, so yeah, this week, um, we're starting off, this, this month is, uh, we're not going for like the more common ones because that's not what we're about in this place. I mean, maybe <laughs> one day we'll be very conventional or whatever, but. As for right now, we're going for stuff. We've been going for stuff that's not all too talked about, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we watched Been So Long. Yeah. Um, which is a stage play turned stage musical turned movie musical um, that came out what, last year? 2018. 2018. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> um, Starring Michaela Cole, who I love. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea who anyone else is. <laughs> I know who Michaela Cole is. Yeah. Um, I guess this is the history section. Um, mm-hmm. I have no history with this. <laughs> I, I have like a slight history with Michaela Cole and that I watched her in Chewing Gum. Yeah, same. But apart from that, nothing. Nada. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fairly same. I I saw that it existed. Mm. Um, I think around the time when it actually came out, but I didn't like do anything with that. Like I put it on my Netflix list thing and yeah. then just like didn't revisit the idea until like I was like, Hey, we need to be doing romance shit. Because <laughs> it's Valentine's month. Oh gosh. Oh god. Like, okay. Uh, <laughs> you say it's like someone forced us to make it. I know, that I, know I know. That's what I was gonna. I'm about to address that. Like I, as much as this was self-inflicted, like I may do a lot of exasperated sighs. <laughs> I may roll my eyes a lot that you won't see, but I may, I may go uh, a lot. Because, I don't know, romance tends to make me, like, go, oh my god, this is so stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, anyway, I guess we get started? Well, yeah, I suppose so. Like, for this whole month, we kind of lined up, like, on our Patreon episode, we're going to be doing not a movie. Mm-hmm. Surprise. Yeah. Um, it's uh, 36 Questions, uh, which is a podcast. Yeah. So, if you want to, like, get a heads up on that. Uh, you can, and then later on we're doing common hip hop, which again I know nothing about, <laughs> so excepting for the fact that Beyonce is in it. Mm-hmm. So this is gonna be a spectacular month. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's get started. Um, so we open on shots of Camden. So this is set in London, mainly in Camden. Um, I will say though, I like that it's like a London movie for people who live in London. Yeah. yeah. So like, it's not like a 
oh, the scenic shots that everybody knows that London is, but you know what I mean? It's not yeah. like London for Americans, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's like shots of the street, housing estates. Like, it's just... Yeah, and you're like, oh yeah, this is definitely coming. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the opening song that is going to the background of everything is Love Is. Love is ferocious, love will survive. And there's like a two or three line solo or duet between um, our main character Simone and her love interest that like is just feels so out of place. And I don't know whether or not it comes back, <laughs> that melody. Because like the rest of the song is like that, that, that. And then they have this like two, three line bit where they're just like oh i'm so tough blah blah blah. i'm not singing the right <laughs> but like ah, da, da. and then we go back to that 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 and it's kind of jarring and i'm like is does that come back because i don't remember to be fair again i watched this movie this morning and i was not paying enough attention to ah. notice that so <laughs> i was just i was just more caught up in the fact that it was they repeated the same thing about eight times I was like, normally it should be like a two time, four time max thing. Why is this happening? <laughs> I was like, I'm so actually caught up in how, one, this is the longest song, I think, in yeah. this movie. All of the rest of the songs are like a minute or less. Oh, yeah. They're like, they're like three seconds. Like, and it's over. Okay. I think the only other one that's remotely as long is uh, what is it called? Something about Simone. Mm. Anyone can change, which is much later. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the second longest one. Anyway, so we open on shots of Simone taking care of her daughter Mandy, who is disabled, as they prepare to go to school. I'm stopping again. So I have this. I was trying to look up if the actual actress who plays um, Mandy, the young girl, Mm -hmm. if she is actually has a disability Mm -hmm. or not, if they're using disability as a prop to kind of show, oh, she's so caring, she loves her disabled daughter, you know, like how they tend to do whenever someone has a disability and it's like, oh, I'm so strong because I care about my daughter, kind of a thing. Yeah. I'm just like, because if so, I have a problem. If not, then representation. But, you know, it's just that kind of little crosshair kind of a thing where it's like, is, is this fine or is it not fine? I'm thing. considering it's based on a play, yeah. I'm going to assume that in the play that was the case that the daughter was disabled and they just carried it over from there. Okay, I so mean, it have a problem. <laughs> it doesn't change anything, but like, I, I'm going to assume that that's the case. I could be completely wrong, but there's no like, uh, online synopsis yeah. of the play itself, so we don't know. Anyway, um, but Mandy's cute. Um, she has a personality of some kind that involves confidence. Mm-hmm. She's like a precocious kid, and yeah. like most anything, it's like this kid that's like way too smart for her own good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have the same scenes, kind of contrasting with Raymond who is walking home uh, to his mom's house. 
Yeah. And basically, he's fresh out of prison for some stuff that we'll get into later. Um, and he has an ankle bracelet so he can only come and go at certain times. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he gets a significant call uh, from um, his parole officer. Uh, so, it, it, not a lot happens very much in the beginning. You just kind of get the gist that Simone, like you said, is a single mother and she's not really looking for anything. Uh, meanwhile, Raymond is like, he's fresh out. He's trying to, he's wanting to go out, but all of his friends have lives. Mm-hmm. They have responsibilities. I'll probably, and wives and yeah, I'll adventure. probably say the word responsibility about 10 times sure. in this <laughs> thing. Um, but Yvonne, who I first thought was her sister, but is actually just her friend. Yeah. Um, her friend Yvonne, who is a bit like dramatic, like one of those girls, like very outgoing kind of a thing. She's the, you know, leading lady's best friend. And yeah. like, she's the um, Judy Greer. Uh, what are you referencing? <laughs> in any movie. Oh. <laughs> She's Judy Greer in most movies. Think of a rom-com that Judy Greer is in. That's who she is. Mm. Um, just like, kind of like, oh, what has that? I'm like the slutty one. Yeah. But also just like the, I'm here to support you like emotionally so yeah. that you can get your shit together. Yeah. Because, like, you're clearly not living your best life, and I'm here to facilitate that. Yeah. It's her entire purpose. Yeah. She's just like, get out. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, like, her wig is just wild. Or weave? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, she goes through a few of them. Yeah, so, like, um, why? Is that pink? Who? <laughs> okay. Nicki Minaj, take your 2009 or whatever. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but, uh, she said something that I wrote down, uh, because she comes pounding on Simone's door, mm-hmm. and Simone's like, what, is it an emergency? And she's like, yeah, it's an emergency, your vagina called and told me it's dying. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wow. <laughs> so this is the level that we're at in this film already, it's been 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... She even gets Simone's mom kind of in on it because her mother, Martina, comes over to babysit um, Mandy in spite of anything that Simone is saying. Yeah. But Simone fully plans to stay inside and is like sitting with the TV, watching documentaries, anything. Yeah. But then get into the song, What You Saying. What You Saying, What You Saying. What you really, 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 really saying, etc. Like, okay, so the, <laughs> some of this song is just, I'm just, lyrically, I'm like, more could have been done. Not yes. in, like the worst way, but like, a little bit more could have been done. Oh, sorry, I just noticed that both you and I, our last listened to song is Boss Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I can I have that song on replay. I, I literally cannot help it. Oh my god, Taylor's <laughs> the same. <laughs> yeah. So during the song, Yvonne manages to convince Simone to come out for one night. Just like you know, everything happens in the one night, and it changes the rest of your life. This is the plot of everything ever. Mm-hmm. Um. 
So they go to Bar, Arizona, uh, which is owned by someone called Barney, which they both know. And it's completely dead in there mm-hmm. uh, because Barney is currently making business to, I don't know what the other bar is called, but it's owned by someone called Kyle. Um, he's a much better business than him. Uh, but Barney gives them a full bottle on the house, which is probably indicative of the fact that he does not have much going on at the moment. Is because give away entire bottles of whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just from the get go, looking at how Barney looked at Simone, I'm like, y'all either have something in the past or you love her. Mm-hmm. Like. I'm pretty sure I looked at the poster and you're not the main guy there, so... (laughs) (laughs) Yep. But uh, we get to that later again. Yep. So, Yvonne, she wants to... They're they're having just a discussion and then Yvonne wants to go to another club because, again, it's dead in there and she wants a fella, which leads into the song, I I Want want a Fella. Which is there's a part in it where she talks about I'm gonna let you sing it in a second, but she talks about this fantasy she has about the saint here. I was like, Ooh, that's a lot. What? The the fantasy that she has during the song. Oh right, like, yeah. I'm like, that's a lot to like just tell your friends. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's the level of your friendship. <laughs> I want a fella. I want a fella. And then other ones on the side there. <laughs> yeah, and there's just <laughs> I know it's empty in there, but <laughs> but Raymond arrives at the bar. Uh, he apparently also knows Barney, so Yvonne immediately like spots him and is like, "Ooh, yes, this one." And so she goes in and tries to flirt with him, but Raymond only has eyes for some for Simone. Like he literally just veers away from her. Yeah, and <laughs> just like stares at Simone and Yvonne. Oh, okay. Yeah, that I can do. All right. <laughs> so Yvonne wing womans her way out by getting a draft forge and kind of like nudging Raymond like she likes to play drafts and she takes the draft board over, leaves, and now it's just like Raymond and Simone in there mm-hmm. for now. Yep. Um during which time, before they like properly converse, Yvonne goes out and fights a junkie. Yeah. <laughs> like, not on purpose, she wasn't looking to fight. But yeah, but he. I don't know, he attacks her. He, what does he. No, he's, he, she looks in his direction as yeah. he's passing by, and he's like, What you looking at me for? And she's like, Calm yourself down. I'm yeah. like, I have eyes. And he's like, Oh yeah, and then she like spooks him. And it's like, come on, if you want to come on, let's fight. And Oh yeah, and she's <laughs> just like, whoop! Throws him on the floor. Yeah. So she can look after herself. And then she tickles him. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yes, Raymond and... What's on my notes? Raymond and Simone start to try to get to know each other, kind of. And Raymond goes into the song Primus Humanus, Man of Steel. And then, like, the song ends with, like, something like, look me, look to, uh, like, look me something in the eyes and tell me you're not wet yet. And I'm like, 
<laughs> like prime lyrical content, like so subtle, like everything in this movie. Like I again, like I wouldn't fully mind a lot of these lines if they existed in songs within the songs. <laughs> I don't know. I'll probably I'll, I'll probably properly get into like how I feel about everything when we're done. <laughs> but um yeah, they're just talking about inane things and then Simone just immediately clocks like that Raymond's been to prison mm-hmm. somehow and assumes I think she sees the ankle bracelet probably. Uh maybe. I don't know. Because he has the um house arrest ankle bracelet thing. Um so I just assume I just assumed that she like saw it. But I don't think she I don't think she noticed it until later, so so I'm not sure. Um, I, I just uh, like that's what I that's the something <laughs> that went off when I first watched it. So I don't know, could be true. But uh, yeah, she just assumes that he's looking for something quick, that he's not really there to be serious and Ray gets completely offended and just that the fact that she presumes to know him and what he's about and like the fact that this is his first night out mm-hmm. like he was just trying to have a nice time but um yeah Junkie uh, whose name is Gil I've been right. talking to him now <laughs> um he is actually stalking Ray kind of a thing mm-hmm. he stalks him with a kebab knife so if you don't know what that is, it's like a round blade thing. It's very thin. I don't know how he got it. <laughs> um, but he tries to follow Ray onto a bus and he gets blocked by some party girls. Um, literally as the door is closing. I just Which does not, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that bothers me. I was like, this is such a plot device. He yeah. was at the door. The door was still open. Yeah. And then the bus driver was like, no, you're not getting on. Yeah, no. The buses don't do that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, what? Like, I've had a bus close just as I'm about to get there and the driver be like, no, I'm going by. Mm-hmm. But, like, I've never gotten to a, the bus and just before he closes it and then he closes it as I'm about to come on and then is like, no, sorry, bye. That's yeah. never happened. The only time that has ever happened to me is when the bus is completely full. Right. And the bus was not full. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. But um, one of the party girls is like trying to flirt with Ray and he's like kind of there but like not fully. So he just kind of brushes her off and he goes and sits in another seat. And lo and behold, it's the same bus that Simone's on. So I'm guessing Simone just left the Eva <laughs> or they parted somewhere yeah. before. Um, but they reconcile a little bit as Ray says he was just stupid, not violent, and that's why he went to prison. But um, Simone gets his number. So I like when he's like, should I call myself? He's like, no. <laughs> like, you don't call me. That's not how this works. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Gil is going on a trip down memory lane and we finally get a reason as to why he's in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but he fell in love at first sight with some girl 
and Ray flirted with the girl and took his girl and now he's just obsessed with yeah. destroying him mm-hmm. in the song Smile. I will say he, his singer has like an alright voice mm-hmm. but there's the, the I don't know. I don't know about half the things in this movie. <laughs> like one aspect will be good and then the other aspects will let it down. Like yep. he'll be singing fine and then the choreography is him flapping his arms and I'm like why are you doing that? I think going for like a contemporary interpretation. my listen <laughs> like modern type of I, I get that but it's so strange it's so it's a little strange something smart and I'll be down below invading <laughs> we are very invested in all of these songs as you can tell <laughs> I will. I we talk. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it won't be a huge discussion, but I'll get to my opinions. So Ray is attending the christening of his friend Wendell's girl child. Mm-hmm. Um, he confronts his friend a little bit about, "Yo, why did you never visit me? Like, I was in prison for three years. You could have come by once, kind of a thing." Yeah. Um, and he like is trying to get his friend to you know like go out with him like all times and his friend's like no i got responsibilities now i have a child i'm getting back in a relationship with artemis um just like a whole lot of stuff yeah but um after this conversation simone starts texting uh ray and one of the texts that she sends is, do you have a girlfriend? And I'm like, if he was the type to have a girlfriend and have flirted with you that night, I doubt he would have told you over text mm-hmm. that he had a guy. Like, I don't think yeah. that would have, I don't know what answer you were looking <laughs> for. Yeah. Um, but Ray has a job. He is a street cleaner. He starts that new job. Uh, this is just subtext kind of montage thing Yvonne is sort of seeing a delivery guy who works in her office mm-hmm. named Conrad um, and when I say seeing I mean she's just having like sex with him during lunch um, and as for Barney Bayless comes to his bar and start to like repossess his stuff because he missed a, a tax payment thing, so it's just things are going south for Barney. <laughs> like, yeah, so I'm, we get the plot line that like he's losing business, whatever, yeah. and that he can't keep up necessarily with this bar that much because there's no one coming in. Yeah, and he inherited it from his dad, and so he might not be like. Yeah, it may not be his thing. I just I, I felt like at this point he was like one of the more sympathetic characters and it's like, Oh no, you're losing your business for no reason other than the fact that someone else is doing better than you. Yeah. Sad. Um but in good news, Ray and Simone make a date. So Kestrel new person, you haven't heard his name before. Kestrel, who is not a bird but Mandy's dad. 
uh, appears one day after school when Yvonne is picking her up and to the theory of Yvonne asks to spend time with Mandy if Mandy would want to spend time with him rather mm-hmm. and we don't get Mandy's answer we get it subsequently but it's you can see that there's like some kind of issue in the fact that he's not been around before then we don't know why he's not been around before then we don't know what the relationship with Simone to him is just that he's not a good person according to her mother right so who knows what we know but we get to the date of Ray and Simone they have a bit of a false start because the place that they were going to go to closed but yeah and neither of them knew because he was in jail and she was too busy being a mom yeah um so they go to another restaurant they basically get like a free plaza and they talk about again more inane things i'm not gonna get into the whole conversation but it's like a unfinished aside scenes and like yeah the whole thing and uh what ray did to get into prison which was funny um oh and it has the guy from Rizzle Kids. Oh is it? Yeah. I didn't take that attention. She <laughs> like I, I saw his face and I was like, Oh, um, I know that guy. He was in Rizzle Kids. He's cause I've looked him up before because he's acted in other things. And I was like, Oh, maybe he's gonna be more important later. Nope. <laughs> he's there for a flashback. Yep. In which he gets high. Yep. Um but yes, uh, what Ray did to prison breaks down as his friend was drunk and broke into a car that turned out to have a lot of drugs and money in there. His friend got high, locked himself in the car. Ray tried to break into the car to get his friend out and the cops came mm. and the car was stolen. So it's literally just like... <laughs> yeah, which is like, do we believe that version of events? Should we believe? Is this a reliable... Um, narrator of this story because yeah. i mean we don't get an alternative but like at the same time i'm like oh, that's what happened to you right i don't i don't know about that i i, I buy bits of it yeah i just don't think he was just Entirely outside standing yeah. standing there doing nothing i'm pretty just sure like, <laughs> you're crazy man yeah. <laughs> yeah you're crazy oh shit i'll get you out yeah but um I don't know. It, their, their date is kind of cute. Like, they go to a park bench and they have an interpretive dance. Oh, right. <laughs> yes, it does happen. It does, does happen. happen. Um, They're not in hell, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I recognize that. Am <laughs> <laughs> I looking out? Like, uh-huh. But, um, yes, uh, Simone agrees to go around to his four she like ray gets home within like well he's two minutes late uh so his parole officer is calling him and the only reason i mention it is the parole officer has like a line cameo in the next song mm-hmm. uh which is thunder and gold because they're like something about your heart and then oh the, the evening just flowed something and then the parole officer says the data just flowed <laughs> Oh, right. <laughs> I'm like, oh Jesus, hang up the phone. Mm-hmm. 
leaving this world. And then she comes in and says, I won't make this alone. Yeah, I was just basically like, um, like, we have so much chemistry. Yeah. Versus, like, I don't know. I don't like watching first dates. I was just like, oh, this is <laughs> too much for me. Um, but yeah, they get together. It's, I mean, there's not a whole lot more to say than that. Yeah. And then it's the next morning. Uh, Simone has to go, so she has to do her momly duties. Mm-hmm. But uh, the song that plays, they're both having like a simul shower thing where right. she's at home and he's in his mom's house and they sing the song fire. fire um there's a fire truly etc so uh, the next day, Simone is dropping Manji off, and Ray appears. He's come to return Simone's bangle, but Simone is upset and confused by his presence in front of her daughter. So suddenly, like she hasn't even like that's not a thing that she's spoken about. So she kind of like pushes him off, pushes him away, and then she snaps at Manji. For being rude to her when Mandy is just teasing her about having a boyfriend. Like, Mom got a boyfriend. Yeah. Like, shut the fuck up, bitch. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't say that, obviously. <laughs> but she's like, I'm your mom. Stop it. Uh, it's it's a little too intense for what it was, mm-hmm. I think. Like. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, thoughts on that as well. <laughs> <laughs> but, um,. In side plot news, Conrad would like to see Yvonne outside of quick sex, and Yvonne would like to think about that. Yep. Um, but uh, now that that's happened, we're, we're back to Simone and Ray. Um, now that that's happened, Simone is kind of avoiding him for fear that he's potentially playing with her, and like he's not done anything to show he introduced yeah. himself properly to your child. <laughs> yeah, I think she both is correct and is overreacting at the same time. Yeah, she's correct in that, like, it's. I mean, obviously, I don't come from a single um, parent household, but like, in terms of the way that I've seen it portrayed, is that generally the parent doesn't necessarily want to introduce their kid to a potential love interest too early on and because that's potentially introducing your child to like 10 to 20 different people Mm -hmm. um before they find someone that they want to like sort of actually be with also it's kind of clear that she doesn't date like before this time exactly so So this might not be an experience that she's necessarily prepared for yeah Um, so like yeah and i and her like overprotective sort of thing that she has already it sort of makes sense with the character that she'd be like why are you here with my my daughter's here like i'm not ready to introduce like we had sex once yeah basically and also she's overreacting in that she's like completely ghosted him and later on comes 
back as if you hadn't. Yeah. Which I have thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> but um yes. Wendell, the friend from the christening, is what she said that. Mm-hmm. So Wendell is talking to Ray about uh, all of his issues and kind of tells Ray that from her perspective, he's probably not a catch. Yeah. So, I mean, like, there's not a lot. And, like, despite the fact that he looks nice, like, his, like, rest of his life is a little bit shambly. And Ray's just kind of deflecting all of the things, but it's just kind of a, a, a it's kind of just like giving Ray a chance to like see things from someone else's side mm-hmm. outside his own perspective. Anyway, so Mandy, determined, confident Mandy, Andy Bond, goes to visit Kestrel, and Mandy's just like, listen, either I go by myself or you go with me. Mm. What's what's your pickle? Yeah. And they have a sort of, they as in Mandy and Kestrel, I have sort of like an awkward talk where Kestrel doesn't know how to act really around the young girls and he just like has a table full of like little treats and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, afterwards Mandy goes to her mother's work and I don't know if she owns the salon or she just works there, but like, what does she say? Why didn't you tell me that dad lived down the road? And I'm like, well, probably for many reasons. Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't know Jack about this man yet. Like, yeah. we don't know what he did. Like, yeah. for all we know, he could have, like, abused your mom or whatever. Like, we don't know anything yeah. about him. But, um, but, yes, she says that and then she wheels herself out. And Simone looks to Yvonne. And Yvonne is trying to explain, like, look, she's going to go, I either went with her, she's going to go without me, you know, like, she's strong, and like, Kestrel doesn't look too bad right now, he's, he's looking better. And Simone immediately, just like another wall, yeah. just comes down in front and is, like, lashing out at Yvonne for acting like a child and not having grown up yet, and, like, all this unnecessary stuff. Yeah, she pushes her away. Yeah. Um, again because she's just like, again, being a really super protective of her daughter. And she, obviously, the two of them, I feel like they must have been like childhood best friends. Yeah. In that, like, I don't think the two of them meeting as adults would be friends. Um, mainly because Simone doesn't go out. Um, <laughs> but like, it, it, they have that sort of, that feeling of like when you've grown up with someone and like one of you has been like irresponsible and just like immature for like a long time and then like just sort of like I want to be the fun one for like forever mm-hmm. and they're like in their late 20s early 30s or whatever and like the other one's like super responsive responsible and like it's like hey da, 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 da. it makes sense that there's a break there like if they've been friends for a long time and has not necess- have not necessarily addressed this discrepancy in their behaviors. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, she's just like, you're a child and your wigs and... <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, she's a, a bit mean. 
He's generally in there. Yeah. But, um, yes, Elon just leaves his thing and just leaves. Uh, Barney, uh, in a scene previous to this, which I didn't mention because it was like a nothing scene, but Kyle, who owned the successful business, came to Barney with an offer to like buy his building um, and that he was going to turn it into like a pizza place as an extension of his business. Yeah. Um, so this this scene now is Barney considering, you know, like maybe it's time to like close down, like what is he doing kind of a thing, like self-reflecting. It's the song Closing Time. Uh, which I saw the title and I was like, oh, it's not that song. Uh, <laughs> it's really not that song. It's much more lamenting. I don't know what the words are. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like... Have we been calling him Kyle this whole time? His name is Jake. <laughs> the other business. Oh. I've been calling him Kyle this whole time, and it's Jake. I don't know what his name is. I didn't clock it. No, see, this is the, this is the whole thing. This is what happens when I don't write down the cast list at the top. I just put it in the thing <laughs> and assume I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, no. So, like, find, search, remove Kyle, insert Jake. There we go. Yeah. Um, but. Simone goes to see Castro, and when I say goes to see, I mean goes to yell at him, and tells him to stay away from her daughter, and we find out uh, that Castro actually told her to get an abortion when she was pregnant with Mandy, and so she just doesn't think he deserves to be anywhere around her. We later find out that he was an addict, he wasn't responsible. And so, like, he didn't think he would be capable of taking care of anyone, couldn't take care of himself, so, but, yeah. I mean, he went about it the wrong way, but also (laughs) there was no other way. Yeah. Because, like, had he, the right way would have been to go to Simone Mm -hmm. and prove to her that, like, hey, I'm clean, I'm... I really, I just want to see her, just, I don't know, make his case to Simone, and then see um, Mandy. Mandy. But, like, he went to Mandy, who's the child, who obviously will want to understand why her father is not in her life. So it is, I totally get where Simone's coming from. But also, this scene is, like, so... Explosive. Like she comes in, she's like super hot, like heavy, blah blah blah, and she like bursts into tears, and then you're like, "What is happening? <laughs> this escalated so fast. <laughs> like we're moving from A to B, like in two point zero seconds. I don't get it." After Simone leaves, Castro starts singing, and then Yvonne takes over afterwards. But it's a song anyone can change. The no- Wait, what? Uh, no, I was going to talk about the melody, but I'll just listen to it later. Freeze your heart, something, something, Simone. Because <laughs> even I can change, or something like that. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh will sing that and then Yvonne takes over. Um, she's at Barney's where she was basically saying like, you know, we've been through so much together. I don't know why she do this. And he's just like, well, you know, I mean, it's whatever you want to do. Yeah. Like friendships are long lasting if you want them to be. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah. So, meanwhile, again, Simone is just rejecting all of Ray's calls, saying that she can't deal with him right then. And I was like, girl. Girl. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. So one of the party girls who had tried to flirt with him on the bus, the same one, mm-hmm. finds him just randomly in the park while he's doing his taking a break from his street cleaning job. Mm-hmm. And she ends up giving him her number. And I'm just like, did this happen? Did people give their numbers to like random street anyway? Uh so I mean <laughs> I guess he was hot enough. Sure. Sure. I mean, he was hot or whatever, I guess. (laughs) I suppose. So, Simone, um, like, just asked her mom for some, like, relationship advice. Not really relationship advice, but, like, she's talking to her mom about when their dad left. Yeah. And, you know, like, what she did and why she didn't date, stuff like that. And she said uh, that she basically loved their dad too much and that he shattered the love right out of her and Simone kind of like took that to heart a little bit mm-hmm. and was asking like well the guy that you're seeing now does he know that and her mom basically said they usually figure it out mm-hmm. and I think Simone kind of like hearing that was like I don't know if I want to be like to the point where I can't love anymore. Yeah. So she she's still not sure about what she should do. So she goes out uh, to have a drink at Barney's. Yeah. And who again clearly like every time he looks at her face, I can see that he likes her. And I was like, how do you not? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's also. It's weirdly like a plot point that is not ad- at all addressed until now. Yeah. And it's like, why? <laughs> but uh, And then it's never addressed again. No. <laughs> it's really not. But they they kind of duet the song if this is the truth, where which is basically him saying, "Oh, Simone, I really like you, but I I don't think like I'm in the right place, like my business is failing, everything's like falling down around me, I can't rope you into this mm-hmm. nonsense right now. And I'm just like, boy! Oh! And then Simone is like, oh, I don't know what to do, what if he hurts me? Like, just completely in her own world. Yeah, she's like, yeah. Anyway, Raymond. And he's like, Simone. <laughs> Is the truth? Then the truth is. So Simone then revolves resolves to go to Ray's house to talk to him, but of course it's the it's the morning 
after when he has taken Party Girl home and so, like that irritated me so much. He came out the front door yeah. to talk to Simone. Yeah. And she just appears at the door in his jacket and a bra and is like staring at them and I'm just like Can you not? <laughs> See, I'm not I don't mind her doing yeah. that. What I mind is Simone acting like she didn't ghost him. Oh no, fully wrong. I'm just like, I, I literally wrote down here, Ray did nothing wrong. <laughs> literally, yeah. Ray is not in any way in the wrong. Yeah, no. I was just annoyed because I was like, you're, she's in the doorway and like, you're doing this on purpose. It yeah. could be anybody. That could be his sister for all you know. Yeah. Like you just don't know. You're just making yourself present in the doorway. And I was like, irritating. Go away. <laughs> She's marking her territory. Ew. <laughs> She's been with him all night. I know, whatever, man. <laughs> I can't I can't I can't stand. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. I can't stand relationship. Why are we doing this month again? Okay. Uh, it's obligatory, I feel. <laughs> oh god. Okay. But yes, no. Um yeah, Simone is just unimpressed by Ray going to see someone. And we, the thing is, we don't know how much time has passed again. Yeah, it's that's the, the ephemera one thing. of movies. Yeah, that's the one thing that was like, I don't know how much time has passed, but I feel like it must have been a little while between yeah. him showing up at Simone, like um, where Mandy was, and now. Yeah, but I don't know, like, what do you consider a little while? Is it a week? I feel is it like a month? Weeks to like a month or so. Which is like they'd only been together literally one night. Yeah. So even if it were like three weeks from then, it's like longer. I just I just need I just need a musical one day to just have a calendar. <laughs> just have a calendar and mark off the passage of time. <laughs> Like, you know, the, the one we did at the top of the year. What was it? Uh, Meet Me in Sandy. Oh, my God. Four stink seasons. Beautiful. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's just time seems to be almost like a, like a thing people don't think about when writing them. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just, I think about Rent and it's like, so much happens in like four days and then a year passes by and I'm like oh, <laughs> oh no oh no yeah um Ray is now like conflicted because he's like oh I really like Simone but you know like I'm not really here for this nonsense kind of a thing and Gil is still stalking him um we get the song which Gil sings, but Gil's always just singing by himself in a random place. But he sings the song, Been Too Long, the title of this movie. Almost the title of this movie, because this movie's been so long. And then the song's been too long. I don't it, like, it <laughs> made me, it like, when I first heard it, I was like, really? It's so close. <laughs> Why did we do this? Why did we do this to us? Also, there's a line that he says, it's like the third or so line. And he says, I only had the one girl. I'm like, you did not have her. <laughs> like, from the snippet that we saw, 
you fell in love with her from a distance and yeah. she walked by you and spoke to Raymond instead because she was obviously into him. Like, you didn't have her. She wasn't yours. Like, am I confused? Did I miss something significant? <laughs> okay, so it's been too long. <laughs> but um, at the end of the song, Gil bursts into like a rap section where he's like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna be so violent! Oh yes, oh yes, violence! I'm gonna kill him!" Uh, <laughs> I was like, "Wow, okay." Uh, side plot: Yvonne is now like avoiding talking to Conrad even when he's present in front of her because, ooh, she might be pregnant. Um, Simone is just sad. Like, literally, there's the scene side by side is her, uh, Yvonne in the office and Simone in like a bathroom, just like looking at nothing, just standing there. It's like, oh, you're sad now? How sorry for you, I feel. Moving Mm. on. So, Mandy and Ben. I haven't mentioned Ben because Ben, up until this point, was just like this really small character in school who's like Mandy's maths partner but now both of them are in like this pub this like billiards bar thing <laughs> why are they how did they I don't know they look like they're nine years old <laughs> I don't right. know yeah um but both of them are there to get uh Kestrel to play truth pool to find out why uh he left her mother uh, for the reasons I stated prior is why. Yeah. And then Raymond appears and is like, Mandy, what are you doing here? Where's your mother? Reasonable question to ask. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, um, I'm here with my father and we're playing pool. Do you want to play? And he's like, okay. I'm like, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he drops the concern immediately. Like, I get that it's like her father, but like as far as he knows, that could be, like, a lie on her behalf. Yeah. And also, like, he's not been present, and Simone has not mentioned him at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, they've only had, like, what, 24 hours together um, in totality. And so, like, maybe, sure, whatever, she wouldn't have mentioned her baby daddy in that time frame. But at the same time, there's like no real indication that this guy's in their lives at all. And yeah. he's just like, hey, what are you doing here? You know what? Yeah, I'll play a game with you. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, they play for a little bit. Kestrel and Raymond have a little bit of a discussion where it's like, oh, like, are you going to get back with her? No, I blew it. Are you going to get back with her? I know she got barriers and stuff. I'm just like, at least y'all have a civil conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, it's more civil than any conversation Simone has with y'all. So. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Mandy then asks Ray if he's in love with her mother. Mandy, who's not privy to all of the situation that has happened. No. Um, yeah. So, Ray just kind of gets up and leaves immediately, and I'm just like, Simone just walks. Oh, no one talks about anything. I mean, also, oh, like, yeah. you can't honestly say yes, because that's 
like I said, in totality, <laughs> they probably spent like 24 hours, if yeah. a little bit more. You know, like, he's not in love. Yeah. No. <laughs> I just wrote down after that Gil attacks mm-hmm. <laughs> with exclamation points. Um, but yeah, they, they kind of have this talk over a, like, he attacks and it's like fully threatening Ray to like end his life. And Ray does not take it seriously. Yeah. At all. Yeah, plus he's like, I don't even know you. What did I do to you? Yeah. <laughs> Gil's like, you know what you did? And I'm like, if he knew, he wouldn't have asked those two primary questions. <laughs> Um, I don't know who you are and what I do to you. Yeah. Oh god, nothing makes sense. I can give Gil a pass because he's a little bit tweaked. He seems but, unstable. But um, they get into this conversation over um, a joint about you don't know what love is and it's like majestic and wonderful and all of these words that make me kind of gag a little. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't know what happens, but Gil kind of ends up passing out on top of Ray, and Ray ends up carrying him to Barney's. I like that he just he, he like cradles him in his arms and like walks into Barney's, like drops on the floor, looks at Barney, and is like, "Is it okay if I leave him here?" And I was like, "No, no. it's not. <laughs> it is not okay." <laughs> Like, just because there's no one in there does not mean this is a rest stop. Yeah. Anyway. So, Simone comes home to find Mandy missing. We know where she is. It's the pool bar. But, uh, Mandy appears moments later with Ben. And Simone, again, just starts railing, yelling. But this is kind of like a reasonable yelling because it's like late at night and come home and your mother is like meant to be watching your daughter and your daughter's not there but this is reasonable yelling like yeah. this is the most reasonable place for her to yell yeah. about something yeah but she's saying like um how could you do that if someone takes your wheelchair how are you gonna get home how could you be so stupid and then he's like i didn't want to turn out like you <laughs> yeah, yeah true. um but also you're lying you have time to like <laughs> not be like her like chill but yeah, Mandy's just kind of trying to say that her mom pushes everyone away. She doesn't want to turn into a person that doesn't like yeah talk to that people. Closes people off. Yeah, and she's like, I don't want it to just be you and me because they um, earlier on um, Simone says like, what do I always say? It's just you and me against the world. And then now Mandy's like, I don't want it to just be us two. Yeah. <sighs> But, um, yeah, they kind of have a little resolution there. The side plot returns. So, I keep calling it the side plot. Like, because it's not really a full second story kind of a thing. It's one of three side plots. So, Yvonne, um, Yvonne tells Connor that she might be pregnant, that she hasn't done the pregnancy test yet. So Conrad is like, well, you know, it could be all right. And Yvonne is basically like, uh, it might not be yours. And he's like, it might not not be mine. Yeah. Um, and Conrad kind of starts getting a little handsy with her. 
where she just kind of looked like in this vulnerable place mm-hmm. and she didn't really want him touching her and Gil, Gil comes out of the um, Barney's and like sees this and like fully like head first dives between them to separate them. Yeah. And it's like, you know, before your whole body, you're so strange. Gil and Iwan end up having a conversation. Like, I use that term very loosely. And it's like three question marks at the end of it because their conversation is. Oh, God. Um, if you decide to watch it, you can find out what I mean. But <laughs> uh, it eventually ends with Yvonne being convinced to take the pregnancy test. Um, turns out she's not pregnant, but she still gets upset because it's not like she wanted to be pregnant but you know the baby might have been cute or whatever so yeah. <laughs> it's just that kind of a thing yeah. but um, yeah because she's upset Gil takes her to do his preferred pastime which is to uh, violently smash things in a junkyard mm-hmm. which you know is a favorite pastime of many a Netflix show yeah. um, sex education <laughs> what, what? so uh, during this time Simone has been wandering the streets and eventually she finds Yvonne and Yvonne is like look I did so much stuff for you when you were pregnant and Yvonne uh, Simone is like I'm sorry like I know like we're good close friends and stuff I didn't mean it um, they just have to apologize and make up. It's fine when you're defending. So, um, and she also gets introduced to Gil. But the party girls, the, yes, the same ones, uh, they end up in Barney's. Uh, the, the one girl that slept with Ray is the first one in there, and she sees Barney and is like, ooh, he doesn't look bad. And so. Yeah. Um, they end up drinking and so a couple more people come in and then that person sends a text and is like, oh, come to this place, you know, it's like, it's cool, it's banging, it's whatever. Um, although I like that one of the texts was like, new bar is lit or something like that. I'm just like, this bar is not new. Yeah. This bar is super old. Yeah. Nothing has changed. You know, like those places where it's like the same place, like new management. Mm -hmm. It's like. It's it's all the same, yeah. <laughs> but again, the movie's ending, so we must resolve Barney's thing. Yeah. Um. So he gets a pickup in business. Simone decides to get Mandy a kebab. Now this is significant because she's one of those uh, kale people. So <laughs> I don't know. Sure. Oh, well, I mean, it's caught like twice before in the movie, yeah. and like where she's like she's healthy, like she doesn't like eat. That other stuff. Really. Yeah, there's uh, during the date where he's like, "You're not a vegan," blah blah blah. He's <laughs> like, "No, man," and I'm like, "Hey." Vegans eat burgers too. <laughs> we eat fries. We have ice cream. Shut up. <laughs> <sighs> but um, she goes to get Mandy a kebab, and of course she runs into Ray, who's in the same kebab, because there's only like two kebab places in this entire world, <laughs> um, like just in tandem. So, uh, 
they talk for a bit where it's just like uh you can't leave before we talk and mandy mandy oh not mandy <laughs> simone simone is just like listen you play around and he's like no that's the past me i'm not a waste man anymore like i'm i'm refreshed like I'm here and I want you. Mm-hmm. And Simone's like, no, I can't do this. I can't tell you my heart like this way and whatever. It's like a complete nonsense conversation. Mm-hmm. And eventually they get into the song Universe of Love, which is then realizing that, oh, they have feelings for each other that are like quite strong and they should potentially be together because the movie's ending and we need a resolution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, they just have a dance in the kebabish. Yeah. It's it's fine. Um and yeah, so they make up, they leave, they start to head to Barney's, but Barney's is like full, it's like ram of people, they're all like dancing, like like Barney's is gonna be fine, I guess. Sure. Um, and the the background singers who just kind of appear all the time um, sing This Fire Ain't Going Out. And that's the final song of the... <laughs> they can't see you, Groove. It's a podcast. Like, it's, the, it's the opposite of being able to see you do that. Oh, God. But it is like a disco song. A little bit, yeah. But yeah, and then the movie ends. Thank God. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to try and be careful not to be. I, I don't want to be like super mean. <laughs> you weren't so concerned with. Um, what is Stage it called? Right. Yes. introduced and dropped almost as they happen in a weird way so like Barney's thing like yeah we have his we're not going to call it an arc because he starts and ends at the same place it's just that he has it's just that people arrive at his bar so like his storyline question mark is that he is in love with Simone and has a bar that is not doing so well both of these things get resolved in a very like what the fuck way because like especially the the thing that he has for simone we, again we see him look at her or whatever but like it's not properly introduced or made into anything yeah. which is like why is it there we could remove that and nothing changes literally nothing changes we could remove that entire thing of him being in love with her and nothing changes um she doesn't grow from it. He doesn't grow from it. Like, no, nothing changes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then there's um, the Gil thing. His existence changes 
<laughs> we remove him, nothing really changes. I mean, we have we'd have a scene where Yvonne's not talking to anyone. Um, she could literally he could be replaced by a complete complete stranger. Like I don't nothing know what changes. I don't know what they did with Conrad's character, but she could have had that conversation with Conrad. What? Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. It's just because uh, like. All we saw was him liking her, and then he wanted to see her outside of sex, you know? And then at the end, they kind of just made him handsy and, like, not being able to respect her personal space Mm -hmm. kind of thing. I was like, unnecessary. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, there's just a lot of stuff that feels like it's there, and it takes up space unnecessarily and there's like some scenes for me that feel like they were taken it's a scene taken out of an episode of a like 10 episode show Mm. um where it's like there's no real proper build-up towards that moment and there's no real proper cool down from that moment so like there's no like they're not building off of like a momentum to get to like this place where it's like a huge crescendo of like emotion or whatever and then we sort of deal with the consequences of that properly it feels like specifically i'm thinking about the scene where she goes to confront um kestrel yeah where like the lead up to the the yelling and then the crying like it again feels like something that could have been built upon properly it just it happens so fast and then it's over and then ah. <laughs> and then there's the fact that like she ghosts him it ghosts Raymond and then is the one and then pretend that gets on a high horse about it which is like what is what is happening here like I feel like a lot of Simone's like stuff is like uh, we need more time yeah and so the side like plot of Gil and his obsession with the woman he met once who then flirted with Raymond like that was so unnecessary and I can see how it could be like a fun little like comedy like relief blah 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 um in a play or in the stage musical which I'm assuming is slightly longer if not a lot longer than the movie because the songs (laughs) are all of 30 seconds long so like I feel like I could see his sort of whatever is going on there um be like I could see that being like a little sideline plot thing in on it on the stage you know it's like a just a little bit of a moment to you know give us a little bit of space from all the drama but like I don't know it's just I don't know if this musical translates well onto film no, I think is what I'm getting to. <laughs> well, that's a, the that's a whole thing. It's like I was saying, or rather I didn't say, and I plan to say now. <laughs> it's, it, 
I fully did not know before Leah told me that this was a stage play and then a stage musical and then a movie musical. Yeah. But thinking about it, I was when I was watching it, I was like, this would work much better, I think, if it just didn't have the music in it. Just just looking at it, I I I felt like holistically in my heart that this would be fine if it was just like a short drama thing kind of a thing like that's where my brain expected it to be because what the song okay so all of these songs um are not like the best songs ever and this is not like coming as experts or whatever not have you but i think because our whole thing is about musicals that is this entire podcast yeah, so, we get to watch yeah. many, many, yeah. many musicals. Yeah. So that's all we're exposed to. And we kind of have a grasp of when something works or not. So the fact that, one, a lot of these songs are so short, they're barely songs. Mm-hmm. And two, some of the melodies just aren't melodies. In that song, anyone can change. When Kestrel started to sing on screen, I was so confused because I could barely hear him. And two, it barely sounded like a melody. Mm-hmm. Like it just, but you know those games that you play, where you just sing the thing that you're saying, mm-hmm. because. Oh, I do that all like in my daily life. Yeah. As I'm directing. I'm like, hey, Jillian, please come to the front. That is what it <laughs> felt like was happening through some of those songs, and it should not be that way. Yeah. I should have like a concrete basis of a melody. Sure. Also, I don't know if they were like singing them live while they were like filming it. Oh, like a Tom Hooper situation. (laughs) Oh, Tom Hooper. But I I don't know if that's what they were doing. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know. It's just the sound. I think the sound mixing wasn't done very well. Potentially. But also, there are moments when, you know, like I think again, because we're used to listening to musicals apart from stage flight, that are sung by, like, <laughs> like no, but, like, trained singers. Yeah, sure. Like, like really trained, like, proper singers. Yeah. So they know how to sound clear while still trying to emulate vulnerability. Yeah. But when these people are emulating vulnerability, their voice breaks, and I can't hear what they're saying. If not for the subtitles, I would not be able to understand yeah. what's happening. Right. And it shouldn't be that way. Also, I don't know. I mean, like, lyrically as well, this is, like, again, not to, like, fully jump on people. Because it's, like, it's hard. Yes, it's hard. I've said this before. It's hard to write songs and things that, like, are universally adored or whatever. like Or even, like, adored by, like, a few. It's, like, it's not the easiest thing to do mm-hmm. but like lyrically a lot of these songs are super on the nose yeah even like in their attempt at like poetry in the attempt of like using very flowery language yeah. it still felt very cliche mm-hmm. um and that like it was like just being flip, flipping through like i don't know generic ish poetry poetic sounding like statements and being like 
yeah, this is pretty. I'm going to put it in a song. And it's very much a say what you're doing as you're singing it kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is what I'm doing. This I'm also singing about doing this particular thing. Or like, it's, this is exactly how I'm feeling. Or yeah. this is the very second, da da da. Yeah. It's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking forward to watching this movie because, like, I'd seen when I put it on my list, I was like, oh, this is cool. Two black leads, um, dark skinned, like, lead female, like, work. Um, it's a musical, it's based in London. I was like, yeah, this is for me. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> It wasn't for me, and I'm sure there's because like I did I did like go on IMDb, um, and like there are people who like really 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 like it like really 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 like it. Yeah. And that's yeah you know, good for them. Um, <laughs> it's just a second week in a row when I was like, <laughs> where I'm like this is not the musical that was meant for me, and I guess I'm gonna have to accept that. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. But it gets like, like the worst thing. Like, I'm sure you could like derive some enjoyment from it mm-hmm. if you're not coming into watching a movie the way that I do. Because a lot of the time, it's something that was pointed out to me like last week um, or a couple of days ago, I don't know, um, is that when I watch movies, I'm thinking about them as I'm watching them. Yeah. Because um, I was watching a movie with a friend and immediately picked out that this character, this one character, would come back to do the specific thing in this specific way. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, 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 that's not, that's <laughs> not, look at him, no. And I was like, no, seriously, can you not, it's so clearly telegraphed. And she's like, no way. And then the thing that I predicted to happen, happened. And it's yeah. not, and she was like, well, I don't, think about movies the way you do as I'm watching them. And I'm like, oh shit, maybe that's my problem. <laughs> my mm. problem is the reason why I can't fully enjoy just like dumb shit. I can do, I can though. Cause I watch a lot of stupid, really <laughs> bad things and still enjoy them mm. despite, or even because of how like stupid and bad and not so greatly written they are. But like, I don't know. I think maybe because I had higher hopes for this. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we've sort of gotten into our critiques of <laughs> story and music and all of that. So what are your ratings? In terms of music, you've heard us these last 10 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I, I had a headache after I watched this movie. And not to say that it was because of the movie. Sure. <laughs> but I think it was just like I was trying to think of more positive things that I could say. Yeah. And not a lot came to me. Sure. So I think, oh God, is this going to be like one of the lowest music scores I have potentially given? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but yeah, I think for music, oh, what is music in choreo? There was choreo. Yeah. Choreo did happen. A lot of it was interpretive 
like modern contemporary yeah. dance stuff which I like but I just I don't know if it was like for the tone of this musical I'm not so sure it was I don't know cohesion yeah um so I'm thinking like a like a 2.75 okay. kind of a thing out of five uh, kebab knives. Um, like, yeah, I just, I don't think the music was for me. I don't think this, I don't think this was for me. <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah, and I liked the genre that they tried to go for. Yeah. Like, it made sense. Yeah. Like, the characters, like, you know, the story and all that. Like, yeah. it, it made sense. Um, in, I really don't want to be mean, but in a better executed movie <laughs> version of this, um, the, I don't know, it, it just, it worked. Yeah. It could have worked a little bit better. So, um, I, I, I think, yeah, like 2.75, this is not probably, this is definitely not the lowest I've given. Like 2.75 <laughs> as well. Um, so the story it's basic mm-hmm. it's like it's it's not like a revolution yeah not a revelation mm-hmm. it's it's basically like these two met and they get together but you know like one of them is kind of just like yeah and the other one is like trying to get in and then messes up and so she pushes them away and then in the end they get back together. It's the same story as many other things. Uh, I don't... I, so, it's not that it's a bad story. Yeah. It's it, it's a very classical, like, nothing new was put forward by the telling of this story. Yeah. So, um, I would say it was, I'd say I'd give it like a three, three ankle boy ankle bracelets mm-hmm. out of five yeah it's it's a story it like it's not like a new thing and it doesn't have to be um i didn't hate it or whatever there's just like i said a lot of stuff that could have been removed in order to make space for things especially if I'm assuming that the movie is a lot shorter than what happened on stage. Um, they could have removed some things that happened, like outside of like maybe cutting the song short, which is what I'm assuming happened. Um, they could have just removed things, like whole plot lines, which doesn't really matter. Um, and yeah, so for that, like I'm, I'm docking it. The point five, the point two five. I was gonna give it if it weren't for the fact that like, I'm. I feel like choices were made that could have. Like other choices could have been made. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I'm gonna give it a two point seven five on the bracelets. Okay. Overall enjoyment. Okay. So again, if this was just purely acted, minus the singing, I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more. Mm-hmm. Like. Michaela Cole, um, what is the guy's name? 
So those two, I liked seeing them act. Yeah. I liked seeing them act together. Mm-hmm. Like I, I didn't mind like looking at them when they were on the screen. I more minded whenever someone was singing, sure. except for Gil. Sure. Like, and if anyone except for Gil was singing, I feel like I minded it more than I should have. Not right. that any of them are like bad singers. Um, Iron Jay's fine. He can hit notes, um, but I don't know. I just I was I wasn't really feeling mm-hmm. a lot of the songs, and I think it just kind of took me out a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Whereas if if it just wasn't there, I would have been more into it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would say for that reason, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the number from before. I'm gonna give it three, three um, three wings. Okay. Um, I wish I I would have enjoyed it a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think I was like again I still had hopes like I wasn't very fond of Love Is like mm-hmm. as it was happening I was like oh I don't know if yeah. I like this yeah 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 and then the story started and I'm like you know there's still time and then what you say what you say <laughs> and then I was like oh. Oh, <laughs> this is what this is. Okay. And then from there, I had to try and recalibrate my brain to enjoy it in a different way than yeah. I was expecting to. Um, and even then, like, I also had to keep in mind that I'm, like, that I'm going to have to come here and be like, <laughs> hey, these, this is how I feel. Um, and so I didn't. I could have, but I didn't allow myself to enjoy it a little bit more ironically. Yeah. Um, also, because I was watching it alone at like, I don't know, 3 a.m. So like, <laughs> I was like already tuckered out. Um, but it, I think, yeah, three, maybe 3.25 weights for me. And that is, <laughs> that is me. Listen closely to us now. Every time you are obsession, we might not have any this week, <laughs> so we'll just have a discussion. <laughs> um. So as that song alluded to, um, you know, there's nothing we're like particularly obsessed with this week. I'm not really like pumped for anything right now but I've noticed a thing and I want to talk about it (laughs) so like fairly recently um it's been it was announced that they're thinking of making a Mean Girls the Musical movie yeah which is adapting a musical that was adapted from a movie that was kind of adapted from a book back into a movie and like you there's Matilda Matilda they're taking well. the so it was a book which became a movie which became a musical which is now they're gonna make it 
amazing again a movie musical though yeah and also there was what is it um the Diana karate kid oh uh, yeah they, well no that's a stage musical so yeah that's going to a stage musical yeah yeah, yeah. and they're like tick tick boom is becoming a film but it's not like as well known as some of the others so i feel like that can get a pass i but. think okay i thought it was so weird like <laughs> i don't know i've found that of like the stuff that we've watched right whenever stuff is a stage musical yeah and then becomes a movie they more they usually don't do it well. Yeah. Like, because these are vastly different mediums, obviously. <laughs> and, like, I think the temptation with, like, moving something from the stage to film when it comes to musicals is that you want to keep the songs because those are the well-known songs. That's how Hollywood works. They want to cash in on that as much as they can so they yeah. want they're probably going to want to keep the songs as is for the most part and it's like some things just make way more sense on stage than they do on film because on stage there's so like the amount of disbelief we're willing to suspend is so much higher yeah and like for movies we expected a little bit more realism yeah even though it's a musical obviously yes people don't sing in real life like that blah 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 whatever but like you know we expect it to be a little bit more representative of real life and so i don't know i don't know it's not worked well <laughs> so far from what we've covered i i mean i don't know it, it's kind of funny because you have to think about like there's this this trend there's a disney trend where it's like they had properties that were animated yeah musicals and they've transformed them into live musicals Mm -hmm. but it's also that in the past like we watched uh things from the 1940s and stuff where like the movie musical was pretty much one of the main like communication devices of the era like it was a movie musical like i think it was more rare for things to like not have music in them like for them to not be mm. thoroughly entertaining yeah um so it's kind of funny to like have veered away from that in a while to have like musicals relegated to the stage and to animation mm. and then to then go from the stage to putting them back on film mm. and there's this kind of boom that's happening right now right with yeah. all of these live action musicals that are just coming out like bam 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 like things that were talked about like as potentially becoming movies but then it got delayed and delayed and delayed because we're like oh no we still want to make money off of like the stage productions but now they're seeing like there's money to be made from in in the films of these things and that's not to say that there haven't been movie musicals that have been coming out the entire time but just like in this little part of 2019 2020 
a lot is happening yeah. and seems to be planning to continue to happen for yeah. a few years yet, up until like 2022 at least. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm trying to figure out if I like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have more material. I mean, yeah, of course. Like, I'm not, I just, I want more new things. Yeah. I think that's kind of a, a, one of the things that for me is that I like more new things. Yeah. Um, because more songs to obsess over. <laughs> more things to be like yes i love yeah um so like i'm more of a fan of like yeah if you're gonna adapt something to a movie musical yeah maybe a book where i don't know (laughs) you know like maybe a book or maybe like a straight play turned into a a musical because like i don't know i i've just found that it's been not so great so far at least when we see musicals made into movies and like i don't know about the other way around because like we're having we you know like sing street is having its debut and like and that's not like from what i've read like people are like really keen on it and that's also like yeah, I don't know if that was meant to go on stage per se. Like, it worked as a movie, and not well, everything. I, well, I mean, you have to, because I, I feel like it worked for School of Rock. Okay, wait, what? School of Rock, because it was a movie, and then it became the stage musical. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it worked in that sense. So that might be what they were trying to emulate with Sing Street. Sure. But I feel like School of Rock worked more because it was little kids sure so people are more interested to be like oh my god school of rock you know that musical where the little kids play the instruments and they do all that cool stuff mm-hmm. but with sing street it's like it's teenagers forming a band and like, like sing street doesn't have the most engaging plot line yeah. ever yeah so i was like i don't i don't think that it's gonna like far be it from me I'm not an expert. Maybe it will. Maybe it'll blow up, but I don't know if it's going to work that well. Yeah. I'm not, like, completely against it. Like, um, everybody's talking about Jamie is having its um, movie adaptation filmed or whatever, and I'm kind of excited for that. I feel like that could be done pretty well. Um, It also allows us time to get to see um, the drag character of Mimi Me into like the action drag and everything because uh-huh. like on stage it's a little hard to like apply all that makeup and whatever especially since Jamie's on stage a lot so like it's gonna be fun to see that like there's some movies some of these stories where I'm like yeah there's not that much happening mm-hmm. on stage that like when you move it onto screen it's not a really the issue of like taking out too much in order to help have help it make sense and like I think in the right hands a lot of these things can be done well like any adaptation can be done well yeah. in the right hands but whose hands are right <laughs> exactly it's like <laughs> we don't know 
Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, this this <laughs> director was just doing amazing, and this is the person that I think it should be, all of them. So, mm. yeah, if you were to have a movie turn into a musical and then back oh, into a film musical, what would it be? Oh, Jesus. Well, maybe, maybe The Princess Bride, because mm. that one, it hasn't, like, become a stage play yet. Mm-hmm. It's a movie, though. And it was adapted from a book. So I feel like if it were to become a musical, like, you know how I feel about the Princess Bride. Yes. So I, <laughs> like, yes. I feel like if it were to become a musical in any way, shape, or form, and then, like, become a stage musical and then become a movie, I, I feel like I, 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 w- I, I might hate it. <laughs> but... <laughs> but you know, I'll have that in between enjoyment period of like it being on stage. Sure. But like if it became a movie again, like it wouldn't have Carrie Elwes in it, so I would just hate it immediately. <laughs> Fair enough. I like the idea of like Clueless becoming a stage musical, which yeah. they did do, but it was a jukebox musical, so yeah. I don't acknowledge it. Ooh, pause that thought. Do you think? that Bin So Long would have been better if it was a jukebox musical. Ooh. Probably. I, I, I had, and when this I was, is not to the writer. <laughs> no, no, when I was on the train, when I was passing through the tunnel on the train coming here, I was like, if it had been a jukebox musical, I liked it better. And I completely forgot about it as soon as I came out of the tunnel. Mm. So I was just like, now that you've brought that up, I was like, right, that thought yeah. that I had. Um, but, no, continue. <laughs> Clueless. Yeah, because like, I really love Clueless. I've seen it a billion times. I'd like if it had original songs. And I don't know if I would have equally enjoy it being put back into a movie. Yeah. Because again, Alicia Silverstone wouldn't be in it. Um, yeah. Paul Brad, et cetera, et cetera. But like, I think it could still be done fairly well. Um, but yeah, I think. What about something that you like that hasn't been adapted yet? The thing is, I don't know what I like. It's fair enough. Fair I, like, enough. I like Mean Girls. That's what I, mean <laughs> I like Because, like, the thing is, I watch, uh, the stuff that I watch tends to not be stuff that you can adapt because I'm mostly watch, like, crime stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if I want people singing about murder <laughs> which i is mean like, it worked for it, sweetie Todd, yeah i was though. about to say that <laughs> i was like yeah but like also i don't know if i need to see you the musical you know what i mean like i don't Ooh, know if no. i need that i don't think the world needs that no. <laughs> um no. and like mind hunter the musical no that's fine i'm good you know um you think you the musical will kind of be like phantom of the opera <laughs> oh my god, yes. <laughs> That's so funny. Yes, it would be. Oh my god. You know what? Still no, but like <laughs> But a little bit less like it was like exclamation point no in capitals underlined bold <laughs> now it's just like lowercase no italicized <laughs> with a, a full stop at the end 
Oh boy. Well, all right. But yeah, I don't know. It was just a thing that I noticed and I was thinking about for like, because like Pretty Woman, the musical is coming to London. And like a lot of stuff that's just like, I don't know why these things will be made into musicals, but okay. There's so (laughs) many stuff. There's, I like the like original stuff because a lot of the original stuff that I've seen or like been kind of near to and looked into is like teen high school related stuff so like the prom and Teenage and Handsome and Team Up Chill etc etc and those are like original like stage stuff and all of those are being not all Team Up Chill again but those are being adapted into like movies Mm -hmm. now which is going to be interesting to see but Mm-hmm. Do you think Dean Marshall would work on stage? I mean, on the movie. I think it would. I think I think it would lend itself a lot better. I think because it's modern, mm-hmm. I think it would lend itself pretty well to film. Yeah, I think a lot of the scenes with like the squip and stuff, and some of the dream sequences that Jeremy has. Yeah, I think would lend itself, and also he could have a calendar so that I could see the timeline of when they do this play because they start school, but then it's Halloween. Yeah. And then the play happens and I don't know when <laughs> in school. So I feel like every give that teen, to me. I would like love it. <laughs> I feel like most teen musicals have Halloween songs or like yes. party songs or whatever. It's like, important. It's obligatory. It's like, if you are having a teen thing, they need to party. Yeah. You need to see that on stage. And I love that. Um, I low-key want to see Bring It On, the musical, become a movie. Oh, God, but it has so many Bring It Ons, though. I know. <laughs> I know. Because, like, it's basically, it's like an adaptation of the third movie, kind of. Because it takes a lot of the plot points from that. Mm-hmm. But I kind of would like to see it be made into a movie. <laughs> Change a little bit of the songs or add a little bit so- of songs to swap out things. I don't know. I don't care. But like I kind of... I will watch any Bring It On. All this sh- <laughs> I've watched all the shitty ones. So. <laughs> so long as it's like produced and made by people with a budget. Because like, if mm. it's made with the same budget that's made for like the most recent one with the same like quality of that, then... No. Maybe I'd like to see the craft. Yeah. As a musical. Oh shit. I think that would be fun. Oh my god, yes. Like I'd be interested to see how they do the stuff with the um light of the fetish versus the board pit. Listen, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm absolutely there right now. Right? Like that would be a fun adaptation. Mm-hmm. And also, witch stuff on stage. Right. It would be, be a lot of fun. Fun discussion. Um, please follow us on social media, on Instagram and Twitter at TMMTMM Podcast, on Tumblr at Tell Me More, Tell Me More Podcast.tumblr.com. You can email us about anything musical theater related, musical related movie musical related whatever um at tell me more tell me more podcast at gmail.com you can support us on patreon where we post bonus episodes every month um 
this month will be um, 36 questions. It'll be a fun time. Uh, you can give us any amount of money. It is a non-specific pledge community that we've got over there. You can find us at TMM, TMM podcast, or tell me more, tell me more podcast. And you should probably also like listen to like our playlists of like the songs that we like from each musical. Um, that will be on our Spotify. If you look for TMM, TMM podcast, we have a playlist for each year. So 2018 faves, 2019 faves, 2020 faves, which is where our favorite songs from this musical will be. For Tell Me More, Tell Me More, I have been your host, Leah. And I've been your host, Alicia. And we will catch you in the next one. Bye. Bye.